Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with light workers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for a spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Time and distance are no barrier to energy, and that means no matter when you're listening, no matter how you found us, you're here for a reason. And I hope that something in the next hour lights you up and helps you move forward. Sound is a powerful force for healing for transformation. As you listen to me right now, the vibration of my voice touches something in you and we are connected. It's magic. My guest on today's show is Danielle Kane, and she has made music, has made sound her life's work. After overcoming many obstacles, Danielle thought that she knew all about music's power to open people up and spark change. But then she was called to go deeper still. And she's here today with music and teaching to help us reclaim the power of our voices and to find that spark of hope, no matter where we are or what's happening right now. Are you ready to meet her? A classically trained recording artist and transformational sound healer, Danielle Kane has been called the voice of the divine feminine, opening for inspirational speakers such as Matthew Fox, Andrew Harvey, and Debbie Ford. She's appeared as soloist with choirs, orchestras, and in European cathedrals, starred in professional musical theater, has been a session singer in Nashville, and toured across North America and Europe. Her album, Pure Imagination, is available for purchase, and she's currently producing her next project, Deeper Still, which contains songs to comfort and inspire. You can find out more about Danielle and her work at com. Danielle, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you for having me, Karen. I'm so glad you're here. Have you always had this passion anybody who listens to your music or hears you speak that passion the joy that you find in music just comes bubbling up have you always been that switched on for music <laughs> yes i have yes i have since a child I was always singing and expressing myself perhaps a bit too enthusiastically sometimes <laughs> but uh as a young child i my mother said when she was i was sitting in her lap watching my sister, who was a year older, perform in something in her nursery school, and they were singing and walking around in a circle, and I just slid off her lap and went right in and started singing and marching along with them. <laughs> and ever since then, it, it has been, yes, let me go on stage. Let, let me sing for you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Did, did you always know this is what you wanted to do to, to earn your living this way? Um, I always wanted to sing spiritual music or inspirational music or something. I was always trying to find that. What is that thing? I thought it was women's music, you know, in the eighties. I thought it was folk music. So it led me to a lot of different um, styles, but yes, I was trained as a classical singer, lots of musical theater, lots of, you know, choirs and was lucky to live in an area outside of Boston that had great public school choirs, you know, and, um, and very supportive parents. And so I could, you know, do the, the high school musical and and then later um, at college and, and the conservatory. Just, I always knew. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Well, it's wonderful to have that certainty and then to be able to follow through on that to make it happen. Because I think a lot of us have dreams or we think we know what we want to do. And then we convince ourselves we can't or we'll never make it or it's going to be too hard. And so we don't follow through with our dreams. Mm -hmm. And in a way, I didn't follow through completely with my dream because in order to be a professional, I had to sing whatever they wanted me to sing. And sometimes it wasn't so inspirational or great, you know, but it helped me broaden my scope of style and um, being classically trained, I could sing anything, you know, I could just sing it all. And I'm, I'm grateful for that, that background. Why is it that our voices are so powerful? You know, you sit, you see someone on stage and you, and you hear someone sing and there's something that happens, something touches us, we're moved. If you're in an audience, you can feel a whole audience um, be moved. I got to see Petula Clark in London um, a few months ago, one of her last concerts that she gave. She had done a, a tour just around England. And um, it, the way that she sang, the audience was with her every, with every breath, every word she sang. And it wasn't about technical excellence and it wasn't about, it was love being shared between the singer and the audience. What, what is that magic? What is that thing? And why is it so important? Ah, what is that? It's sharing your insides outside and then finding the insides of every person you're singing to, you know, even across airwaves. And feeling like you're just singing to their innermost heart and you're sharing your innermost heart. And the magic of sound is is that it's, you know, in the beginning was the word, like it goes beyond just third dimension. You know, it's something we can even hear in our head without even, you know, right now if we stop, we can hear an Ave Maria in our head just by thinking it. So it has that magical quality and then put through the body and through some real emotion and feeling it, I think that's the magic that reaches people. It makes them feel like they're being healed, you know, the vibration literally coming from me to you. And it's tremendously moving. It can be transformative. It's a way to share emotion, not yes. just to convey story, but to share emotion. Right, the raw, you know, feeling. And I know you've been trained as a singer and, you know, they tell us to make all this kind of space in our mouth. And then when I think about it, oh, that's a sob or that's a a gargle, you know, and it makes it so real and so human when you take it from that angle, not just a purely technical, but what is the character feeling? And that puts out a whole nother layer to the vibration and to that transformational experience. For those of us who are not singers in our daily life, except for singing in the shower, I do sing in the shower. There is some singing at dishwashing time. Sometimes Excellent. there's secret singing in the car until I realize my windows are open and then I get ashamed. Oh. You know, there's oh. that. <laughs> not you, no. When you're singing the thing, you really should not be singing and it's inappropriate for whatever region, reason, age or range or whatever that is. Then you realize your windows are open. Oh, that's not good. Um, but for those of us who are like professional singers, how can we get in touch with our true voice? We all have that voice, that power, the ability to open up to our higher selves, to move ourselves and others. We've all got it. 
Absolutely. We... And every and every voice is designed to balance the body it inhabits, you know, so it's for our own pleasure that we sing. And our culture is one of the few that doesn't sing a lot in groups and out, you know, other cultures, they're singing all the time out loud, you know, and they're, they're kind of, you know, screaming together at football games and stuff like that. But in, you know, other cultures had that pounding the laundry at the stream song and the spinning song and the heave ho song. I think Western culture, we've kind of gotten into becoming, we have to be performers, you know, where we just listen to other people or we, we, we just shut it down, you know? And so singing is a sound healing event for yourself and everybody, every bird in the forest sings. So why not every person, you know, sing for their own pleasure and then get comfortable with it and, you know, sing with somebody else, join a group. But it doesn't have to be this big la-di-da, I'm trained vocalist experience. It's just for the pure pleasure of doing it for yourself. I'm really passionate about that, you know, and even though I've been, you know, trained and, and do all these different styles and things, I really love to get people to sing along with me and to, you know, feel that healing power, from, you know, going from all the emotions, you know, up the scale. Is there a connection between, I'm not sure the right way to say this, is there a connection between having the courage to to make a sound, a true sound from our deepest place, and speaking the truth and moving forward in our day-to-day lives? Absolutely. You know, the whole suppression, expression, depression thing. You know, if we do not express, even when the hammer hits her in the thumb, ow, you know, or, you know, damn it, right? You know, we don't want to swear. It's just those lovely sounds that come out of our voices, you know. It, they're meant to, to balance us, and then we can go to, ah, the healing sounds, you know. So I, I encourage my students to, to make their sounds, I call it, either the releasing sounds, like chimney cricket, you know, I often use as an example, we don't want to curse the beloved. We just want to use those beautiful sounds to kind of release energy. And then, ah, and yes, then we can be more authentic in, all right, how can I help you? <laughs> and of course, it's not always convenient to make your sounds, but yeah, when you roll up the windows, no one's going to hear you. <laughs> and you can, you can use your own car as a little sound healing pod. I like that. I never thought of it that way. It because it is, and it and sometimes through the through through making sound, even if it's a, even if it is that simple awe, through making mm-hmm. sound, it accesses emotions and kind of brings them up to the surface. Yeah, to the surface, to be expressed and out, and then they're transformed because that's what the body's for is to transform. Like oh, to oh. you know, but first we have to make that sob, moan, whine sounds, you know, and and then I've read a lot of these sounds are associated with um, the Eastern teachings like Qigong and, and, and all that. There's sounds for the liver, sounds for the kidneys, you know, all these sounds. It's really interesting to see how it uh, crosses the cross-disciplinary approach you know, of making sound. So the idea of making sounds that just come up like, uh, your sounds, and then 
to consciously make the balancing sound like the hand on the heart, ah, and affirm the positives to whatever you were expressing that could might have been so-called negative. And that's how what I talk about make your sounds is so important. And that there's two kinds of sound healing, the passive where we can listen and then the active where you're actually making the sounds and then singing little ditties or chants or affirmations, you know, repeating the mantra over and over to give your brain something else to do. And that can shift, you know, brain chemistry and consciousness. And that's what's so exciting about inviting people to sing with me, (laughs) inviting people to make their sounds. Well, and you, so growing up with music and, and doing it your whole life, you have experience music as healing and as entertaining and as probably something that you just did to get the paycheck. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> right? We came to a time here where everything changed, and it brings me to the Deeper Still Project, which is what you're working on right now. And I wonder, mm-hmm. is it all right if we play just a little bit of the title track from the new album that you're working on, Deeper Still, and then when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about what this song means to you and about what changed what took you deeper still is that all right absolutely all right let's do that this is deeper still from the album of the same name by danielle kane title track from the new album Deeper Still sung by Danielle Kane. Danielle, what does that that song has special meaning for you? Why did you choose that as the title track? Hmm. You know, it's been in my life for a long time and I associate it with the the depths that you go in a heartbreak and that the trust that I have that it must be for a reason 
and that, you know, I have support and that, um, and it just stayed with me. And I thought that, um, I had been through everything, you know, and then my son died and I knew I just had to record it from that depth and singing it makes me feel better singing it. And I feel like I'm comforting myself and I'm comforting anyone who has suffered a loss and it feels good. I feel like we have company when I'm singing it or listening to it. The lyric in that song that just jumps out for me as I came to where the emptiness cracked open is that mm-hmm. I know that in my own experiences of loss and grief, there has been that sense of the the cracking open, what I thought I knew, what I thought was permanent, right. real. Right. All mm-hmm. of a sudden there's that, there's that crack. Uh, and there's everything's more. Different. <laughs> there's yeah. more. There's more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I am. Um, and it, it, it cracks open. And I, I told people I'm flattened. Like, I'm, I'm done, surrender, you know, um, a mother losing her child and the circumstances around it were just the worst. And, uh, I felt just in some ways kind of free of anything because everything was just different, different, similar to how I felt when my children were born, like my life changed, you know, everything's different. The colors look different. And then since he left the same way. Those big events sometimes, at least as I have experienced them, change perspective. It's almost like you see the world in a new way, a different way. It is like colors are different. It's like the light looks different. I -hmm. remember after my... Um, after my wife's mother died, we were in a car driving, I don't know, from one place to another. And I remember looking out the window and thinking, how can all these people just be going about their regular, right? right. like, how is the world, like, (laughs) what do they, not that, not that I thought that she was, you know, like the only person in the world, but it just, how can the world still be going on? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. During that time, was music still a healing tool for you, or did you have to put it away for a while? Actually, it was almost more of, um, I had friends, musicians, and I had one friend, um, Lauren, Lauren Mayer, who just burnt a bunch of James Taylor and slow, sad, orchestral music onto CDs for me and we played those all the time. I just needed that. I needed James Taylor mm-hmm. and Karen Drucker. I don't know if you know of her music, yeah. a new thought artist. And she's a friend of mine. So I've always like, oh yeah, she has another album out, another album out. <laughs> you know? But suddenly all of her songs went deeper still, you know, and even that song deeper still. So I started playing them nonstop and even doing funny things with the lyrics. Um, my my friend Karen wrote this song, I am so blessed, I am so blessed, I am so grateful for all that I have. And I'd go around singing, I am a mess, I am depressed, 
I am not grateful. You know, so again, I used sound healing. I didn't feel so blessed. Ah, so I put, you know, lyrics and, and walked around kind of, you know, singing them, doing anything to get my mind off of um, this horrible event and the loss of my baby, you know. And so um, it's funny that I turned even more, but I narrowed it down. I couldn't listen to a ton of other stuff. And I think my husband got a little tired of Karen Drucker and James Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, that's all I could take, you know, and, you know, British television. That was it. That's all I could do. (laughs) That's funny, isn't it? We, um, I had, so in the, gosh, when was that? It must have been the the end of the 90s. My partner and I were, um, we brought our children into our family through adoption. And in the, in the late 90s, we were um, in a state that I will not name, um, kind of working on an adoption that then fell through and it fell through under really upsetting circumstances. And as we had been driving back and forth from the town where we were staying to the town where this person lived and the family was and everything, we had been playing uh, music by the bare naked ladies in the car. Um, Uh And I had, when that whole thing fell through, because it was just, wow, that was just wrong on 7,000 different levels. And when it all fell through, there was a period of grieving and I didn't hear those songs again until I had the radio on in the car one day. This must have been, I don't know, 10 years later. And one of those songs came on and instantly I was back to that time. And it brought up, wow. I was, comp- I was not, re- I was not ready <laughs> for the bare naked ladies. Mm-hmm. Right, um, right. <laughs> and it just brought up every, I mean, it is that powerful. It's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, even, you know how everybody has the, the music of your life and, there's uh, literature now out on why that is, you know, between the ages of 17 and 24, the music that you listen to becomes imprinted in the brain and the mind in a special way. And that's why everyone says, Oh, my era is the best music, but it doesn't matter whatever it is. You know, if you find an affinity to music, you know, use it and then maybe stretch it a little bit or start, you know, like, like playing with the lyrics, you know, and singing them around to make you, feel better and and to kind of move your energy out of that um slowly you know and that's pretty much what I did I started I started singing professionally at at churches and conferences again and hearing all the positive lyrics and the sacred you know focus helped me shift but I have to tell you most of the time I was just not there you know I was just going through the the motions but the act of singing, the act of lifting my rib cage and lifting my cheeks and my eyes, it, you know, it kind of releases a certain feel-good cocktail of, of serotonin and oxytocin in your brain, and you can change the way you feel, you know, like by the act of sounding and singing. And so, it, you know, I knew I'd have to do, I knew that would be a part of my healing, but I just needed some time. I was really angry for a while, but And I started a singing class. Singing makes you happy. And (laughs) used all the techniques and all the, from the workshops and the shamans I'd worked with and, you know, the the different uh, styles. And I brought all the positive songs and um, started, you know, teaching others and healing myself at the same time. That's beautiful in that that we can move ourselves forward using sound, even if the sound doesn't sound good and I'm putting good like in ironic quotation marks. Right. Right. And yeah, I th- that's not even the point. You know, you know, and I know this part, you know, I know I sing well and people like it, but 
the point is that we're all singing and singing together is the magic part. But, you know, but even if you're not with, you know, I have some people Skyping into our classes sometimes just so they can be with us and sing where they are. And, you know, to create that community, like you say, how you open the, the program, Karen, that we are connected through these vibrations that are more than sound, you know, more than sound. What is that vibration that is more than sound? Mm. I think it's love. I think it's what moves the universe. I think it's love as a principle. That's, that's what I think it is. And that's why I'm so lucky to be able to do it. You know, I feel blessed, but I feel really to, to encourage everyone, you know, to, to sing, to make sounds. And to feel that healing power that literally goes through every cell and molecule and part of you. It's so important. Yeah, and if you believe that everything is energy and everything is vibration, why wouldn't that vibration of love be in the frame of the microphone that I'm speaking into and the words yes. that I'm saying and the leaves on the tree, right? That beautiful, it's an expression of that vibration of love. Mm -hmm. And with intention you know, when we intend, like, ah, is love, then we can really ground ourselves and, and move into manifestation, you know, like moving energy, like higher, so I can get myself out of feeling depressed up, you know, with that intention of moving. You're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager, and my guest is Danielle Kane. We're talking about her journey and her work. Her new project is the Deeper Still Project, and you can get more information at DanielleKaneMusic.com. When we come back after this short break, I want to ask Danielle, we'll hear more music, of course, and we'll also want to ask her about how we can use sound for manifestation, for getting ourselves unstuck. We'll be right back after this. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck as a gift to Dave2037, so he can spend it on things like anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman. Something cool like that. I think Dave2037 deserves it. He worked hard. What are you getting Steve2037? I guess I was thinking Steve2037 would just fend for himself. Well, all right. But don't expect to be borrowing my anti-gravity boots. You want to have money in your future? You got to start saving now. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Hey, let's just hope Steve2037 doesn't get his hands on a cold time machine because he is going to come back here and knock some sense into you. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. The Empower Meditation Channel. Nonstop meditation music 24 hours a day in the new Empower Radio app. Music to empower your meditation, help you relax, sleep, or provide a calm background while you work. The Empower Meditation Channel is interruption-free. Listen now with the Empower Radio app, free in the App Store, or listen online at empower.fm. Soothe your soul. Calm your mind. The Empower Meditation Channel. When Dad needed help getting around, I became his driver. 
Any daughter would do the same. But soon enough, he needed help doing more things. And it was up to me to be his personal shopper and financial manager, too. And before I knew it, Dad moved in with me. So I became his cook, his personal assistant, his physical therapist, and even his nurse. When I started taking care of Dad, I didn't realize all the roles I'd have to play. But no matter what, I know I'm still his daughter. We understand the many roles you play. And to help, we created an online caregiving resource center. At aarp.org caregiving, you can find resources and connect with the caregiving community. Together, we can better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org caregiving to learn more. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Getting your child home safely. Tap your heels together three times. It's just a click away. There is no place like home. But making sure your child is in the right seat is just one of the steps down the road to safer travels. I don't know how it works. Find the right seat for your little one's age and size. There's no better way to get home safely. Know for sure that your child is in the right seat. How can I ever thank you enough? Get all the facts at safercar.gov slash the right seat brought to you by the national highway traffic safety administration and the ad council and now back to out of the fog with karen hager on empower radio empowerradio.com welcome back to out of the fog i'm karen hager and i'm talking with danielle She's a recording artist and sound healer. She's a teacher. We're sharing some of her music and she's talking about her journey deeper still through grief and loss being raised up by the power of music. And she's sharing some of that with us today. Let's hear another track from uh, Danielle. This is uh, a little bit of It May Not Be Today. Beaten by the 
That's Danielle Kane performing It May Not Be Today. We're talking with Danielle about her work and her new project, The Deeper Still Project. Danielle, before the break, we were talking about the time when you were brought to your knees after the death of your mm-hmm. son. And I'm wondering what you could share with somebody listening who might feel frozen or on their knees or broken or lost or powerless to move forward. How, what would you have wanted someone to say to you or what can you say to them to help us get back up on our feet? Mm. Well, first I would say um, just wrap your arms around yourself and rock yourself and feel divine's warm embrace and know that you're okay just right where you are. And then let whatever you need, sounds you need to, you know, come out, come out. I did all kinds of different um, expressive arts therapy that I kind of heard about and known about. But then I thought, okay, let's try it. And I literally papered a wall of, of my guest room with paper and I put finger paints all along it. And I played really angry music and I just like made, you know, cursing at the the, um, you know, the painting. And I let myself have those, those feelings that you don't want to look at. And I let myself not even give them words, but just sounds. And it just helped me respect my grief, you know, respect the anger that comes up. Because that's the first thing after depression, I think, for me anyway. And it helped me move to something, it helped me move off the couch, you know, out of my garden. It helped me up by being able to just say to the shadow or to everything I had to forgive and and um, it brought me into deeper forgiveness of myself, you know. I would just say also, you know, express the uglies, but then also just rock yourself and hold yourself and make the sounds of a hmm, you know, comforting yourself because this is a deep place and self-compassion is the most important thing. You know, as for saying what to say, sometimes I used to think of all these stupid things people were saying, but it's because we don't know what to say, Karen, right? Right. I'm, I myself have said stupid things because I want to go to a transcendent place right away, like a good girl, but so, um, Sometimes it's just show up and be willing to say the wrong thing to somebody who's grieving and let them, you know, tell you, go away or, you know, let them like be able to like, you know, act out at something and then leave muffins at the door and leave, you know, (laughs) so it's like, you know, come and bring food and, you know, and offer to do specific tasks, not like, oh, if there's anything I can do, never say that because we're not going to reach out, right? We can hardly cook. We can hardly get out of bed when we're feeling so awful. And, um, you know, and it, it's easy for the mind to go somewhere. I lost my son to military suicide. And so many people go to, well, every 22 minutes, you know, da 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 They go to some kind of fact that they learned. And so think of the person, not of your reaction to what it was because I would just when people would start saying that I just turn around and walk away I mean there's nothing 
unless I wanted to, I wanted to scratch their eyes out, right? You know, so I didn't want to scratch their eyes out. So I turn and walk away and then I go, I just push an SH out of my body really fast, like a good vocal exercise, you know, and I go through the percussive syllables in the bathroom and, um, you know, kind of give myself a little place to cry or stamp my feet. So I don't know if that answered your question, but no, I just it, went on a little. It does. No, 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 it doesn't. It's a, it's a window into that place. There's a, there's a kind of a theory of grieving that it should be done quickly. It should be done in a certain order and then it should be finished and tied up in a nice neat bow so that you can be right, done. Right. Oh, guess you're done with that now. It's been yeah, three it's, months. It's been three mm-hmm. years. It's been 30 years. And you've gone through your five stages, you right. know, and I, you know, and I've, I've even worked with, um, uh, Prashant, a woman who studied with Kubler-Ross and, um, and she said, you know, people think that it's some linear one, two, three, four, five. It's not even about, you know, grieving. It's just about loss. And if, so to, if you find yourself going through all these crazy emotions, that's normal and fine. And don't think you have to be linear, you know, all the way to acceptance. Because I think in that acceptance, like I said, I went through so many things as a, you know, a single mother and on food stamps. You know, I thought I had done my 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 due and then to have my son want to serve in the military and to hold space for him to be bigger, go deeper still. And then to have him take his own life. I thought it was all done, you know? And so again, I'm using these tools all the time. It's not like you're ever going to be done. We're still living, breathing, transforming energy beings, you know? And I'm feeling that connection between someone who doesn't understand wanting it to be all tied up. So, Danielle, you're better now, right? You got your certificate of completion from grief. So that's good. We want that not because just be love you, but we it's easier for us, the ones who don't yeah, understand. Because it's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. And what I'm hearing you say is that healing is messy and it takes time and maybe it will take all the time. Yes. And I call it the sacred, the sacred messy. Uh-huh. You know, it's uh, and even for the other, you know, the other people who are trying, you know, so say something, say the wrong thing, say, you know, show up, go to the funeral, go, you know, you know, knock on the door, you know, and, and, and for the one who's healing, don't feel like, oh, you're, you know, you're not, you're not done, you're not better, you, or you have to wait in or, until you're fully healed. I say go out there. I say roll down the windows and make your sounds and sing out loud, you know, Karen, you know. I say let everyone see us be more expressive as a culture because we're not. You know, other cultures have, you know, the Irish women keening ah, for their loved ones, right? And so they get it out, they claw the coffin, they pull their hair out, eat dirt, and they do their thing. And then they have their kind of catharsis, like a little, ah, like a good musical theater song, you know, like, ah, you have the big, ah, note. And you let yourself make your sound and then, ah, you've integrated another layer, you know? And so I say, make your sounds out loud and be messy because our country needs that. <laughs> We're the only one that kind of doesn't grieve as a, as a group. We don't sing as a group and it's a, it's a special thing. Ooh, you know, no, it's, you know, it's just, it needs to happen more, but it's, I'm not so special. There's all kinds of people all over the globe singing together and making sounds and balancing themselves and, you know, harmonizing or not harmonizing in choirs. Yeah, I'm really passionate about it, using our bodies, making sounds. And 
and I'm telling myself, of course, because it's not, it's not clean. It's, I'm never done. I'm always, I started a singing program called Singing Makes You Happy. And sometimes I feel like a hypocrite because I'm not always happy that I'm a teacher and I should be, you know, or I'm a, I'm a professional singer of inspirational music. And my husband will gently remind me, honey, honey, the title of it is Singing Makes Me Happy, not Singing Made Me Happy. <laughs> and so it's, it's an ongoing dynamic um, practice that we get to do because we get to have a body and we get to move energy and we get to touch each other with sound and energy and love. And it's never, ever done. That vibration no. of love that we were talking about before the break, that's mm-hmm. never, ever done. That runs through everything we do and continues after we drop our bodies and move on, at least as I believe, right. that, that right. it's always, it is always on. And so when we're waiting mm-hmm. for it to be over or feeling like it's over or waiting for it to be complete or not messy, I don't know. I think we could use that time doing something else because it just keeps going and going and going. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the kind of thing that, is the opportunity of grief because all these tendencies and these voices in your head get really loud and you get to see them and look at them and you realize that you're being cracked open to feel more, you know, to, to, to seek solace and to seek balance and to seek friends and to seek love and to a deeper self-compassion than ever. You know, it's that call for extreme self-care and, and connecting with others, even when you don't feel like it, you know. You are inviting people to the the Deeper Still Project is there's a crowdfunding thing going on right now. And I know that people listen to this show at all different times in all different places. But if people go to daniellecanemusic.com, there's a video there of you that goes with the campaign. And there's a there's a video there of you telling your story. And I'm wondering... As you told the story for that video, did that feel, was that one of the first times that you told the story in this way? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I, and I wondered whether to mention my son because I've always, you know, felt and was excited about the healing power of music. It's not like I sought it out after my son left, but um, it was, I'm very proud of myself because it was difficult to do, you know, and a little bit, you know, talking on the radio about it um, because I said, I don't want to be the poster mom for PTSD, right? You know, I want to, everyone, not just military, but of course military and gold star families such as ours, everyone to just reach out and connect and, you know, hold yourself and, and, Seek company in the sacred messy of, you know, grieving together and singing together and lifting our spirits together. Let's hear another track from this project. Now, are these, I'm, I'm going to play I'll Be Here With You. Is this, are these tracks from the album, Danielle, that we're hearing? Yes, these are songs um, that are in rough, rough uh, shape, the rough form right now that I have to go back and redo my vocals and then mix it down. But um, these are songs. Um, this, that last one we heard, It May Not Be Today, was written by a singer-songwriter friend of mine, J.D. Martin. And 
the Deeper Still track, which is mixed and completely done. That's by a singer-songwriter, Beth Nielsen Chapman. And this next one, I'll Be Here With You, is by... I can't remember his name. He's written a lot of songs. <laughs> oh, no, I'll remember. Look it up. I'll this is why we you. have Google, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we have Google for this reason. This is I'll Be Here With You, a little bit of this track from Danielle Kane's upcoming album, Deeper Still. here with you a little bit of a that track from Danielle Kane's upcoming album Deeper Still that sense of being accompanied through the journey the journey of grief and loss and joy and community and feeling mm. alone that sense of having someone with you I'm a big as you know and you know me Danielle I'm a big believer in the divine presence in our life and I was wondering is that, do you share that belief and is that a part of what drives your singing, what moves your voice? Yes, I believe, you know, all the, the study was just to get out of the way so that divinity, that divine feeling can come through and comfort, you know, like, like you say, it touches people because I'm out of the way mm. and ever present. You know, and let me, yeah, be the channel for that comfort, you know, that's ever-present, ever-present. You um, 
share with your students. You talked about singing makes me happy. And I know that in the circles of women that you have some singing mantras that you share. Can you share maybe a couple of those singing mantras and help us put those into use in our lives? Sure. So, um, as I, I've been teaching my whole life and, and I like to think of other fun ways to say something that's very technical because the body mind is a sweet little inner child that, you know, wants to hear something from the right brain, not the left, you know, so imaginative uh, phrases. And I encourage my students to make up their own, you know. So, for example, for posture, I always say heart to heaven. And that lifts the rib cage and it lifts, you know, your your heart to heaven so that you can literally breathe and, and run your energy, you know, your neurology works a lot better when you're in proper posture. And so that can really help with um, getting out of depression because, you know, a depressed feeling is, ugh, you just want to cave over. And by rolling the shoulders back and lifting the rib cage and the sternum, you're literally in that power pose and you're, it's telling your brain, I'm confident, I feel better. You know, by the end of this voice lesson or this, this church gig or this whatever, I'm going to feel a lot better. And I do, right? Because you're running energy from the floor into the ground, all the way up through your body into the sky. And, and so I call it heart to heaven. Yep. That's the first one. And the second one is um, inhale happy. Now, of course, you know, as a trained singer, Karen, that, um, to set a, a tone, you want to lift your cheeks and your and your eyes so that you're vibrating the front top part of your face, and that's for, you know proper vocal projection. But it's actually what we look like when we're interested and when we're excited or when we're angry or with something. You know, we flare our nostrils, we lift our cheeks up, and you literally vibrate higher in your face. And I think you give your sixth and seventh chakra a little more zing. You know, when you in the, the tone up there. And so to set it up, you know, our teachers would say, lift your cheeks, you know, when you, when you inhale. And so I just turned it into inhale happy. And again, just faking it actually does make it. It helps you feel uplifted with a little smile when you breathe or when you meditate or when you uh, make that difficult phone call. Well, and or that scary radio interview. Just smile. Oh no, <laughs> you know, has I'm it been terrifying? <laughs> oh no, you're terrified. I've terrified you. I'm, I'm sorry. I've, I've terrified so you. There's a, aren't I? Darn it! Everybody says so. Oh man, it's what's cool about you know. In order to help me, you know, in order to help my brain work, and I have a little butterflies. I make sure that my heart is to heaven, and that I'm inhaling happy. You know that I'm I'm able to project well for the radio but also to just keep alert and alive and you know you know and not um shut off or not you know too too uptight you know long slow breaths and well, and it's also, I, you know, that thing that I believe about how the smallest thing that we do in the physical can amplify the intentions that we set energetically. So when I inhale happy, I'm not just trying to think happy thoughts, but I am physically doing something that sets me up for what I want to receive. And when I do heart to heaven, it's that's me owning my space. 
whether that's the mm. stage or the mic or so I'm in the physical doing something that then sets me up. It gets me ready physically to receive what it is that I want, that happy feeling or that vocal projection or that better posture or that lift mm-hmm. out of depression, whatever that is. And that feeling connected to source and that you're channeling something rather than just singing the phone book, you know, it's, yeah. This is, we're at the part, we've just got a couple minutes left and I want to let you say to the listeners, let us know what is your website, how can we connect and contribute to and support the Deeper Still Project and heck, everything you're doing. My website is www.daniellecanemusic.com and it's the Deeper Still Project on Indiegogo and it will be an open campaign for a while. I have some wonderful things I'm giving away and uh, it's been getting some traction from people I don't even know, Karen, and I'm so excited. I'm so excited to to uh, strengthen my, my online community and um, to encourage people to sing with me or sing with their communities and to make their sounds. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Is there, do you have any upcoming concerts and events and things that you want us to know about? Oh, I I'd be singing this weekend at Unity San Francisco, but that, of course, um, is happening probably before this airs, but I'm a regular (laughs) singer at several New Thought churches and um, uh, getting other things on the calendar because I think things are starting to accelerate. They are, and and because singing makes you happy. Yeah. Right? And it makes all of us happy. Wonderful. Danielle, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm sorry I terrified you. It happens a lot. (laughs) Guests leave sobbing and shaking. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Thank you so much, Karen. Bless you. Bless everybody. Thank you. That is Danielle Kane. Her latest project is the Deeper Still Project. You can find more about Danielle and her work at DanielleKaneMusic.com. That's Danielle Kane, K-A-N-E music.com. And of course, I always invite you to come and take a look at my website, karenhager.com. It's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events. Book a private reading with me if you are so inclined. And if you feel as I do that the things that we do, the intention that we set makes a difference in the world, I invite you to join me once a month for opening the peaceful heart. That is a free guided meditation call, 15 minutes on the first Sunday of every month, where you can join with people from all over the world as we spend 15 minutes holding an intention for peace. You can get uh, details about that at openpeacefulheart.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.